0: Hi everyone, Helping Parents Heal, assists bereaved parents in very significant ways. It provides personal and specialized support, tips and tools for finding hope for those parents whose children have passed. It offers much needed peer support, which aids in the healing process, going a step beyond other groups because it supports the open discussion of spiritual experiences and evidence for the afterlife in a non-dogmatic way. Everyone is welcome, regardless of religious or non-religious background, allowing for open dialogues for those to wish, who wish to share their personal afterlife communications. I'm truly both delighted and honored to have been asked to interview some of the enlightened presenters who are at this conference. These insights provide uplifting interviews comprising a special new series on Grief and Rebirth podcast that will illumine the wondrous healing work of helping parents heal. The organization's sole mission is to help other parents who have also lost their precious children, ensuring them that they need not walk alone through their profound grief. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. Our next interview in this series is with the charismatic and very gifted Tina Powers, who is a member of the Screen Actors Guild. In addition to her work in film, theater, and television, Tina was a news anchor and a reporter for 15 years then her life took a turn and she is now a psychic medium and author who lectures on intuition and holds private sessions with clients at the world-renowned Miracle Resort in Arizona. Tina's clientele is a veritable who's who of people from all walks of life, from business leaders to celebrities who span the globe. Her warmth, infectious laugh, and admirable ability to help people connect with the higher vibrations of love and joy serve as an incredible gift to the many people she has helped to heal, empowering them to lead more inspired, happier lives. It is also worth noting that Tina has assisted in experiments testing mediums with world-renowned scientist and author Dr. Gary Schwartz who is a senior professor at the University of Arizona and the director of research at the Laboratory for Advances in Consciousness and Health. I'm looking forward, I am really looking forward to interviewing and laughing with Tina, who refers to what she now does as reporting for the other side about her fascinating journey from the news media to the spiritual world, the child who changed her life forever, How We Can Learn to Trust the Signs We Receive from the Other Side, and her two eye-opening books titled The Land of Imagination and Reporting for the Other Side for what is no doubt going to be an enlightening, uplifting interview for all of us.
1: Hi, Tina. Hi. A warm, very heartfelt. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What, what an introduction. I'm like, is that really me? Yes. Monica, <laughs> that's
0: really you. It's a part.
1: <laughs> oh, I snored. I forgot to tell you that. We had it. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> so, let's introduce everyone to you from the beginning. Okay. So, how old were you when you became aware that you were sensitive and able to both feel and hear the presence of people and animals who crossed over? including for people to know that animals
1: also cross over
0: and was your family aware and supportive of your gift
1: well you know what when i was a little kid i want to say probably about five i used to feel people in my room and sometimes i would hear them i would hear words uh, phrases and then sometimes i would see images And it was very scary and frightening. I had no idea what a medium was. I just knew there were people in the room. So I think I came in really sensitive. I think a lot of children are, because they just came from the other world. So they haven't been told what they believe, what religion they are. Um, And I always like to say, Picasso says, it takes a long time to grow young again, you know, as we get older. So uh, I almost feel like I was missing a layer of skin. Was your family aware of what was going on with you? You know what they would call me a drama queen, and oh. uh, you know. Uh, so you I'm, would tell uh, them you're seeing people. I, and you're saying, mm. I would say, well, yeah, maybe I could be a drama queen, but there are people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so now in my fifties, they've been like, "We're really sorry. We guess you know there you there is something to this, and you seem to be You're not crazy people. after all." Yeah, we thought all these years. But they're actually very unconditional, very supportive. They just didn't understand it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you're giving them hope
1: because it's more for each of them. Right. I right? think so. And actually, they're very intuitive. And psychic is, you know, it's gotten such a bad, you know, people go, oh. It's just really reading energy. And then mediumship is pulling it through. So they're almost like two different channels. But, yeah, the, the women especially. We're going talk about those
0: different channels. Okay. I okay. So... Tell us about your journey of self-discovery when you, when you recognized your abilities
1: as a young child. What happened to you? Well, you know, I always felt, I think, more sensitive. Um, I think a lot of little kids who have, uh, like, like I said, almost a layer of skin missing, it's like, you're so sensitive. You're too sensitive. And I didn't know I was an empath. Um, or even what that meant but I could feel what other people were feeling and take it on as my own and so for that it was very confusing um, also, I, also exhausting in some ways it was you're taking on every... because I've been... you've had that too, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I was younger I didn't realize so all of a sudden I would be in a room or I would be somewhere and then I would feel really odd and I thought it was me I, uh, until I understood What was happening, but that wasn't until later on. So, your book, titled Reporting for the Other Side, is a chronicle
0: of your journey. You were in the news media and you made it to the spiritual world. uh,
1: Go figure. Go figure. Yeah, go figure.
0: Tell us about how that happened. I think my guide
1: said, you know what, we're going to throw her. She's got to get her sensitive skin built up a little bit. Well, I was always interested in asking a lot of questions and always about what is the truth, you know, and... um, You're a board interviewer. And you know what? I actually was doing theater and other things, and and my father, when I was in college, said, why don't you do something safe like the news? And I remember being out on a hostage situation going is this what my dad had about safe? Right. (laughs) So I learned, you know, that nothing is safe, okay, and that as we get older, what's placed in our heart is what we want to do. And so I got a degree in radio and television. From there... um, an internship and radio, all of a sudden, when they had pay phones um, and there was nobody to send, they sent me to one of the first artificial heart transplants that was at University Medical Center. Um, I had, you know, I was young. I was like 23. I had no idea. I, I did and I didn't because I think a lot of us are older souls. It's just, you know, so it was the responsibility was there. But all of a sudden I loved being in the middle of stories, of meeting people, of realizing that everybody has a story and every story is important. And so that aspect of it was fun. I met Rosa Parks, Wow! so I couldn't even believe that I had the opportunity to interview her. You know and and she was very humble and she just said she was too tired that day and so it, it you know there was there's something to learn from everyone and and that being that when you're in your own integrity and you know nobody can push you of anything your own truth um, mm-hmm. and then I might be the next day with somebody who was homeless um, and 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 how that happened and how they wouldn't let his dog come with him to the shelter. So we could put that on TV and maybe make a call to action. But then news changed. You know, it's pretty negative. Um, I said I'd rather report what they're saying on the other side than what they're saying here.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we gotta deal with what's here, but.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I'm and
1: reporting for them.
0: But there was something that happened that changed your life. It was a child?
1: You know what I. while you what, were
0: reporting?
1: Yeah, I was called to um, a drive-by shooting uh... of a little kid oh. and you know the whole thing about news is that you're supposed to get it on the air first and um, i uh... when i came on the scene we were the first photographer. there was a the first photographer and first reporter on the scene and the police were there and i witnessed the father uh, you know finding out that his son had passed and uh, in that moment, um, that little kid from the other world, I mean, everything changed for me because I was embarrassed that I was putting it on TV. I was uh, I, I, I was ashamed that we were perpetuating gang activity and showing, you know, what was happening. And I, I also felt, for me, I wasn't part of a solution or I wasn't helping. So I talked to the father, uh, we, I, he invited me into the home. We sat together all night, you know, a lot of the night, and he said, please don't follow me. Whatever you do, don't follow me. And um, I assured him, I gave my word that I wouldn't. I went back to the station. They said, we're sending you back out. I said, no, I, I can't go. I gave my word. And, and you know what? For all of us, our word is more important than anything because it doesn't matter what the consequence is if we're being true to ourselves.
0: Right. A lot of people though are not conscious so they don't realize that. Right. You were already conscious, becoming conscious. I just knew
1: if okay. I told somebody something and then you go do something else, then your word means nothing. Right. And the trust isn't there.
0: You have a personal and there integrity. Is a, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important.
1: So you had made the decision to
0: leave television news and you went on a spiritual journey, and you had no idea where you were going to end up with this.
1: No, I, I always loved mysticism. I loved, um, I, I, you know, I grew up in a Catholic household, and I was sent to Catholic school, which is yeah. And I, I remember always. I mean, can I say? I remember looking at all the priests, going, "Why aren't there any women up there? Like, what's going on? Like, and and then the nuns would be like, "Come over here and talk to us," you know. So, anyways, I. I ha- there were many good things and then there were many things that i was you know um not, you know just thought well I, I might be outside of the box uh, on this the cool thing is that the high school i went to actually said hey we're gonna give you an alumni award for the work you're doing and i thought if i never do anything else that is a real bridge because it's part of grief um, counseling i think where you can give evidence that there's life after life and it changes everything. You're absolutely right. How did you decide not to play it safe? You know, you know, even in the news I wasn't playing it safe. Um, You know, every day was different. However, you know, we're sort of sold that, um, okay, you have to make this paycheck, you have to do this and you have to do that. And I you know, certainly had to, I did voice work. I did a lot of oh, freelance you gifted, work. You were gifted,
0: you were you yeah, were doing so much.
1: You know, I. Um, but I just decided that I, I don't know, it was, it was placed in my heart that there was something more and I didn't know what it was. So I was willing, you know, there's a statement of leap and the net appears. And I actually found, my mom handed me the Artist's Way book. I don't know if you've ever heard I've of it. I've heard of it, yes. Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's, her guides gave her that book. It's a 12-step okay. for recovering your creativity, uh, what you love, and spirituality. So I started on that journey, met her, uh, met my first psychic teacher, had a tarot reading, and went, this is wonderful. And I saw how it helped and, and that and guides will never tell you what to do, especially, you know, but they'll help guide you.
0: Right. Well, but your intuitive, the way you were intuitive, increased after
1: you quit TV news, right? What was that all about? Well, it was almost like after 11 years in the news business and probably um, altogether about five years in radio, once I, once I stopped doing all of that, I kind of felt like I was in an energetic car crash because my body just, I was under deadlines all the time. Um, and so it took a minute for me to sort of build my vibration back and myself. Um, in that, I ended up, you can't even make this up, in Indiana um, with my then husband, we're very good friends. His last name's Powers, so I didn't make up Tina Powers. <laughs> People are like, did you make that up? I'm like, no. Um, and there was a mediumship school. There was Camp Chesterfield. Have you ever heard of that? There's no. Lily Dale in New York, yes, and that there's I know of. Camp Chesterfield, which is the sister place. Oh, um, you can, thank so you for that. Education. I end up I in Indiana, and I'm like, what's a medium? And then all of a sudden, I end up at Camp Chesterfield, and um, somebody is—they're doing demonstrations of life after life. And uh, psychometry is something where um, I put my ring in a, in a basket, and all these people are getting amazing messages. And I get this message, you're going to school. And I'm like, really? That's my message? Like, and then at the end of the service, they said, there's a seminary here. There's school for the next several weeks. And I said, I guess I'm going to school. So I stayed with mediums who we were seasoned. put you right on your path. Right. So I think it's being open, taking a risk, um, you know, I know for, not to sound trite, but following the yellow brick road, remembering that there's magic. Yes, there's grief, but there's also those higher octaves as well. And we always know because things start lining up. Don't That's actually
0: right. I have found that in my life. So, mm-hmm. so true. So true. I want to talk about your book title in the land of imagination, which helps children believe in themselves and their dreams. I have three grandsons. I think that's wonderful. Aww. So what is your good advice? for And tell us about that and your advice for raising inspired,
1: positive kids. I loved reading that about you. You know what? Um, the land of imagination, I realized that a lot of times we talk in contractions, what we can't do, shouldn't do, mustn't do, um, instead of can, will, and do. So I wrote a book on it um, about uh, this, you know, a queen who just forgot and, and so she started talking negative um, and telling a young girl but what we can't do, shouldn't do and mustn't do and anyways little girl went on her own intuitive ride. Where she meets a butterfly, who's her intuition, and then meets the dragon, which is her deeper self, Mm -hmm. and whispers to her that, of course you can do what you believe. And then as she gets her dream of being an actress, it, it unlocks it for everybody else. Because in society, we're like, oh, somebody else is getting something that we're not getting. It's like, no. When somebody else does something that they dreamed, it opens it for all of us. So I wanted little kids to know that. We went in all the schools, we had a ball about it. So um, they became good news kids. So reporting what was, you know, right in the world or what was good, because negativity is as contagious as positivity. And so if we focus on what's negative, that starts to grow. Um, if we can focus on what's positive, that, that starts, starts to, to grow. grow. So that's how, uh, and, and the kids started noticing and reporting what was good. And it was just really beautiful to see that. There are a lot of psychic kids coming in. Yeah, tell very, us about that. Very tell awake. Tell us about that. Um A friend and myself we had thought of doing a uh, like a talk show with little kids at the round table on how to solve the world 's problems. Um, <laughs> they could probably do a much better job than uh, the folks in charge these days <laughs> yes, and we forgot again right about how i think I think it 's a series of remembering and forgetting, but i um Wait, go back to your question again. Well, I
0: wanted to talk to you about how
1: you raise positive kids. You know what? I think that, you know, first of all, having boundaries, um, sometimes following through. I know it sounds harsh, but a lot of us don't follow through, right? And at the end of the day, um, you know, when we hold a line, that's really loving for somebody. Also, the expression of creativity. Um, I had somebody say to me once, are you trying to impress man or express God? Oh, I love that. And so expression, you know, little kids are great because they go, hey, look at what I did. Um, You know, as adults, we're like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I don't know how to do that. It's like, no, just express. That's what's creativity. So if that can be fostered, that it's all creativity and allowing... You know, then right. then we can grow more, and, not, and, and we don't shut down and go. Right. Well, you're the good one, at exactly. this and this, and then you're the not, right. and then you're not good, and, and it's unknowingly, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we can be well intentioned, right? But we forget how how we're patterned, and then we put it on some, we put onto these little kids. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask
0: you, your presentation of helping parents heal is titled "Learning to Trust the Signs You're Receiving from the Other Side." Now you get to talk to us about the different intuitive channels and our own inner compass of knowing.
1: Teach us, Tina. Well, I believe that we're all born with an inner compass of how we feel, how we see. A lot of us are afraid because we're socialized, you know what I mean, to get our validation outside of ourselves. Right? right, So, so we, we look to somebody thinks. else. It's like, well, how do you think right, I am? Right, you know? right, it's right, right. Of going, okay, how do I feel? How do I think? So we already have it. Uh, clairvoyance you know often we hear that right and so sometimes we think we have to see the burning bush but that isn't always the case sometimes it's inside our mind like when we dream and see pictures I see it while I'm awake okay Mm. like for instance um, lovely lovely cameraman from Atlanta saw the the letter C now uh, did you see that inside your head or did you see that okay You saw it externally. So not being afraid to tell somebody what we're seeing, but also making sure that it's safe so we can see outside uh, in the third dimension and also in here, right? Clear audience is another channel, which is clear hearing. It's all French for clear hearing. We can hear inside our mind. We all have the monologue going on, but many times it comes in and it's very succinct. It's not like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's like boom.
0: It's like the word podcast.
1: Correct. It's very succinct. You know, go to Starbucks, okay? So I listen. I'm like, okay. So I go to Starbucks and then there's somebody there that I haven't seen, you know, in years so when we start listening to it um, it's not going to send us on a wild goose chase trusting how we feel there's there are there are several clairs (laughs) there are about five of them there are yeah there's the cleral factory which is underestimated the sense of smell but many people smell you know like today i was doing a reading i smelled cigarette smoke or i might smell baking bread roses oh wow! yeah that's why aromatherapy is also really you know opening that up or the smell of cedar can take me back to conniote lake and the cottage oh, in wow. just a minute like that um so yep
0: okay so the,
1: is this what you're meaning by when you talk about intuitive channels yes yeah, so there are different channels and when we can name them more um and and, and we all have them then we can go huh Clear sentience It's clear feeling. How do I feel? What am I sensing? We do it all the time. I mean, you know, we, and we, we
0: ignore it instead of paying attention right. to it.
1: Right. And then it comes back again, right? It does come back again. It keeps again coming again back. Until you get it. Until Right. Hey, you know you graduated from something when it, it you know, no longer bothers you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. It'll come out with all these different, different ways.
1: people. The same, the same thing will happen. And then we know we're really working on ourselves and to go to higher frequencies.
0: That's fabulous. And speaking of the higher frequencies, where is it possible to connect with our spirit guides and those we love? How do people
1: how do, do that? You know what? I find that in the morning, um, because I've gone through different phases where I was meditating, or I do this and I do that. Honestly, a lot of times I start the morning where, uh, you know when you wake up and you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press the button or I'm going to put my snooze on. Instead, float in between those, those middle grounds where it's between waking and the other side and ask your guides for a message. Ask your loved ones if there's anything they have. and You just open to receive instead of trying because when you're in between those veils, that's a nice way to start and you can start the day like that. If you don't get anything right away, just start practicing doing it. That's a cool that's I used to really do it at trip. night and then I was up all night. I'm like, okay, no, 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 that's not working. Let's do it in the morning. That's a really So it's tip. a great way. Also when things come in to really sit with them and go, especially ask your guides. You can ask out loud or you can ask internally. Send me people who are safe to give messages to. Um, Because it takes some working up to do when sometimes we stand in front of as mediums in front of a group, and I'm like, Jeffrey's here, and then he's saying, You have something in your purse? No, it's not in my purse. You know, that will happen. There's psychic amnesia. Um, And, you know, I had this greatest teacher that said, For as right as you can be, don't be afraid to be wrong.
0: All right, so I want to focus on those things. Please explain psychic amnesia. And please explain when
1: it's okay to be wrong. So psychic amnesia, you know, sometimes when we're receiving a reading or there might be somebody that comes through that we're not thinking because when we're, we want somebody else so badly that we're holding on so tight instead of letting go. A little bit so it makes it harder so they might send somebody else in to open the door and the person's going i even my teacher i'm like helen's here she's like i don't know helen i don't know how later on she's like oh helen that was my next door neighbor you know we just so it will come to you quickly later on once we let go of it
0: so when you're doing a, uh say a gallery or a sure reading, do you say you may not connect with this now but
1: or I'll just say hey this is what's coming through uh, the chances are likely because they're getting th- that you'll realize who this is and sometimes I receive messages to give to somebody else like they know that the who's ever getting the reading um, for their other friend will never come for a reading so that they can get a message through and so then it's even validated more that way because there's no way you know, so that has happened to me. Has and it happened that, to you? Yes. So, Psychic amnesia, we just forget, or we're almost like during that, you know, we're, we're looking for something else, and we forget right. about everything else just kind of closes up. Right, That's right. all.
0: That's a, you know, that has okay. happened to
1: me. And, and then there was another question you had after that. I was, mm-hmm. when is
0: it okay to be wrong? That's uh, big to
1: people. So here's, all right, so here's the thing. Um, of course, if we're doing this, you know, and we're in, we're in front of a lot of people, we hope, we hope we're more right than wrong. However, this great teacher gave me permission, you know, that I might, I'm, I'm human. I'm not, what is perfect? Um, no, it doesn't perfect. exist. Right. It's something that we were taught in order to be safe. So I try to look at, okay, how can I be my most excellent self? How can I do my best? instead of being perfect. Because perfect keeps us in these parameters that we don't, you know, we didn't come here to play it safe. You know, none of us did. We came here for the adventure. There are all these different chapters all these amazing moments, and once we start having gratitude for them, it, it starts to take off more and more. So even
0: if your life is tough and you're having all these challenges, you came here for that adventure and for your soul to learn those lessons?
1: Certainly there are different times in life where um, there, you know, there's grief, there's other frequencies that can be, and what I mean by that is we can go down and just be in a real, for all of us, go through this. Nobody, I do have a friend that says, none of us get out of this alive. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> true. And we go through different moments. I think the biggest thing when we're in those other, where we're having a really tough time, or we're really in a growth spurt, or we're really questioning faith, or if anything exists, is just to ask for help. Whether it's internal, external, external, you know, being willing to do something different because help is always available. Meaning, so, what do you mean meaning that they're. To do meaning, different? Uh, so, that mean? So, so, a lot of times, we'll, as humans, we, do the, we all do. We do. We'll do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome. So, maybe it's that we need to go to a therapist. Maybe it's that we need to take that pain in class in order to be free again and begin again. Maybe it's that um, you know, whatever healing work we're being pulled to do, maybe we need to go outside of the box a little bit. But when we start asking for help, like help, it comes. When we, you know, our guides, we have free will while we're here. And so they'll let us do the same thing over and over again. They'll let us make until, the same we, decide, until we get it. Until we decide maybe, okay, maybe somebody can help us and assist us along the way. Because we're never alone, really. The word alone, somebody once told me, is all one.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: And so all one and connected to source and higher power, God, whatever. You know, we all have the spark of the divine in our soul. And so we all yearn for the same things. It's just some of us are working in different areas, and that's why we and never we're on different paths. Right. We never judge because anybody can dive in the deep end and get lost. How do you help people
0: remember what their souls wanted to learn and experience in a yeah. lifetime?
1: You know, a lot of times during a reading, things will come up from the guides about uh, what they have always loved. Um, usually, it might be about a hobby or something that they were told that they couldn't do because it wasn't secure, you know? Why don't you, why don't you work at the bank, you know? <laughs> and, and that's fine, but they might have really been, you know, uh, wanted to be a teacher their whole life or do that and it wasn't looked upon maybe in a certain way. So things can come up. Now, it doesn't mean we have to go do it and change our whole lives. I always say we can do this and that instead of this or that. And it keeps evolving. Haven't you noticed that on your path? Absolutely. You know? I just go step by step and and it keeps evolving. And I keep being open. Right. And usually it's placed in our heart what we wanted to do and what we love. But the artist's way, I have to tell you, going back to that, um, that's really helpful in getting back to maybe where we made a creative U-turn in our lives or maybe where we got a message that we couldn't do something. and so it's a it's a great like for somebody that wants structure yeah it's a great way to correct process. to get to the next yeah to go to the next uh-huh. level tell us do you do online workshops so yes yeah, so I do do a lot of online work um, and I do a lot of collaborations tell us about that I'll be doing something with Myra Goodman um, actually her father um, he actually helped channel a book. Uh, he had a diary, and he was in—he was a Holocaust mm-hmm. survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, we'll be working together. In um, he gave her messages through the book, um, and uh, again, teaching people how to trust themselves, plug into it, and that this isn't and so. Not to be afraid. And of that, it. That, that, that this isn't so. Weird. I do developing your intuition workshops um, at Mirabal. Um, well, they might not like it. I call it Hogwarts for adults sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you can get a facial, but you can definitely, you know, talk to the other side, do sound healing, explore in a safe way. So I do that. And You're busy um,
0: enlightening people.
1: Well, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping to help them remember, you know, who they are. And so when we go up higher here, then, then it just becomes more joyful. Makes a lot of sense. How can people connect with you for a session, for a workshop, for all the things that you do? Oh, you know yeah. what? Um, there's tinapowers.com, so, and that's pretty easy. It's easy, T i n
0: yeah. a p o
1: w e r s. Yes, and um, so you can email me there. Um, and, um, of course, there's Miraval if you ever want a retreat. Um, some people go, oh, gosh, you know, it, it, hey, it is, it is like a, if, you, if you were going to go on a cruise, it's one on the land. And so there's mm-hmm. one in Berkshires, uh, in Austin, and, and also in Arizona. Um, and Oprah, really, she brought everybody there long ago, her and Gail. And, uh, there's equine therapy. There's just... Were you working for Miraval when she was there? At that point, I was not working for Miraval. I started shortly after. What but drew I'll, you to Miraval? But I'll tell you, you know what? I re... Are you psychic? I must be. I think you are. I was actually in the newsroom, and I picked up this press kit that said Miraval. I'm like, what is this? And so I can still see the blue letters. Okay? So I'm... Wow. Then I'm doing a telethon for the Children's Miracle Network, and I'm going to Chicago to be there for a while, and this man hands me a name to call for some work there while I'm there. I call the... It ends up being the one who built Miraval. Oh, wow. He's like, oh, I'll be by to pick you up. and Just we're coincidentally.
0: Gonna...
1: So, so I think it was always... As we look at our lives, I believe there are these, you know, Threads, breadcrumbs. You know what I mean. That we keep following. Um, people. If we, if
0: we choose to keep following. If them, we choose. people hey, take detours. We
1: have free will. Hey, we're on a highway. We get off. That's okay. But we go. Huh, I'm not sure that I want. Let's get back on this highway. Right. There's always connection. Or you'll it's go to never see Tina, and She'll help you get back on uh, that highway. Right. Well, my hope is 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 to be of service, to help. To help remember that there's life after life. And that also we're supposed to have some fun while we're here. You know? I agree. And I forget that sometimes too. So, Would you think that that fun and the laughter is what brings you joy? You know, I do. And I've often said we're going to, I know this is naughty, but we're going to put the fun back in funeral. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, why? It has fun in it. Well,
0: I know. I'm aware lately that some people actually are having, they're asking for people to have
1: celebrations of their well, lives instead I, of funerals. you know what?
0: I love that. I do, too. I think that, I mean, just don't cry. So,
1: right. And sure, we miss our people. hmm And then, and then there's the other world, right? right? So, and we'll be there someday. I remember being at a funeral and i was crying and this was long ago and this frenchman in his 90s comes up to me i think he's going to say something really nice he puts his hand on my leg and i he goes don't worry you're going to die too oh wow and i go yeah that's right i totally forgot but it's true <laughs> like you're going there too so don't be so worried about it like you're going to see they'll them. have a good time you're going to yeah doing it. but it's hard to remember so you know i think life is a series of remembering forgetting remembering that's really and and not being so hard on ourselves. We'll talk about that, Tina. Well, there's a lot of self judgment, I think, and that comes back with being perfect, and th- and we how- judge other people that way too. And yeah. How about how about everybody is good enough, and how about we are? And we're all just human. And and we're we're all here to learn. We're um, I had a teacher who said we're either evolving, devolving, or stuck, and we can be all of those things, but we can move forward at any point we want or be wherever it is. So allowing other people their journeys. Also, you know, understanding if something's toxic for us, that's okay to say no. We can lovingly detach and mm-hmm. know that's not good for us, mm-hmm. but we can bless it from a higher level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we have to connect with it. And- right that's right and and then also I I find the more that I let go just a little bit because certainly because certainly as a news anchor you know you had to be in control and you had to go when I let go just a little bit all the right things start happening right you just you go with that flow you get but it's hard to remember so I keep practicing it and any, anybody who tells you they're totally on top of it, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. they are a little ones ah, 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 I think I'm like, really? Go right, right. I'm like, Don't you get I'm a lot not, of people at I'm constantly learning. What was that? Don't you get a lot of people at Miraval who think they're on top of it? You know what? There's something really humbling about the land there. Um, uh, it's, uh, I believe it was Native American and you step on it and all of a sudden th- things start happening. So of oh, course cool. there's, There's always the ego and then remembering when people feel that there's extreme pressure on them. And a lot of them are, you know, all walks of life, like we, you know, you mentioned. But um, by the end of it, boy, it's a different deal. If we want to plug in. Right.
0: Tina, it took such tremendous courage for you to change your life. And i'm so glad you're reporting for the other side thank you so many people Aww. are thrilled that you're reporting for the other side you're helping so many people so you're bringing meaningful comfort you're bringing them peace you're helping them to heal so i want to thank you for that for all the work you do for helping parents heal and for this incredible interview today, oh, from my
1: heart, thank you so much. I so appreciate being on your podcast and your amazing work. Oh, and you're so much you. fun. Thank you. Oh, and thank keep you. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. Blessings thank you. to you. Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. My pleasure.